What does it mean to be religious? It's not a term people necessarily like to adopt for themselves. If someone were to ask you, are you religious? What would you say? Many people would say, no, or kind of. But if I were to ask if you're a spiritual person, most people would say, yeah, totally. Religion feels like an all or nothing kind of deal. You're either fully in or fully out. It's tied to the outward, how you're perceived and what you might look like on the outside. But that's not what religion means, even linguistically. Religare means to bind. In Arabic, aqidah means the same thing. It's a bridle for the body. It's meant to keep us in frame. Like a horse with reins, it can take us to places we've never been. But a lot of people's experience of religion is one where that bridle is tied to a post. That post can be societal expectations, a school of thought, or the particular confines of a community. And that's not a bad thing in and of itself. But the point is that religion can be so much more. So where are you going? Every human being has the potential to be on a journey, which means you have to go to places you've never been. And some people are more inclined to take that path than others. I've always felt like someone who's just seeking, who's really seeking, like I felt like a very honest seeker. Um, and I wanted to make work that felt like that, that felt self-examining. This episode is about the artist Rami Youssef. He's two seasons deep into his television show, Rami. The show follows the life of Rami Hassan, an Arab-American Muslim from New Jersey who struggles to find an authentic relationship with God and everything else around him. Rami captures a spiritual reality, drawing from the well of Rami Yusuf's life. It's less of an autobiography of the people he's known and the things that have happened to him, and more true to his own spiritual autobiography. At 19, Rami Yusuf was hired to be an actor on a television sitcom, and he moved out to L.A. When I came to L.A., it was cool to start to find a little bit of a pocket of some Muslims who were also kind of two feet in in what feel like different worlds. It was my first time not being by my family. It was my first time really doing anything. I I think that if there is some truth, I mean, I lived at, at home until I was 20 and I had not really done laundry, you know. I got clarity on who I wanted to be uh, and who I wanted to continue to be or at least, you know, try to live up to be. And while at the same time, yeah, totally getting pulled by my ego, being pulled by my environment. At first, he felt there might be a conflict between him being an actor living in L.A. and his desire to be a Muslim. And so I think for so many years, just really battling with that hypocrisy. And I think because... You know, you're, I'm in this loop, this hypocrisy loop, and I do something I don't want to do, and then I try and be new again, and, and it's this back-and-forth cycle. And it sounds egotistical to say, but when you're going through it, you think you're the only one. You think that everyone else is either fully in or fully out, and I don't want to be fully out. But, man, how is everyone else fully in, and, and how am I not there and and i'm beating myself up and i'm feeling completely disconnected even though all i want is connection and so it was a lot of years of that and 
And, and it's funny because I think I would go to therapists and they'd be like, you're depressed. And I say, well, it may be, but who cares about that? That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, that's not, that's not the, stop. That's not, that's not what I'm getting at. You know, that, that's sure. We're all depressed. Get it. Stop. You know, um, give me a break. It, <laughs> this is so much bigger. I had had a little bit of success. It's weird because it was like no one had seen it, but I kind of, I checked a lot of boxes for my mind of coming out to LA and being an actor on a show, even if it was one no one saw, but it was like, I would, I did the thing, you know? I did the thing that, that I never thought I could do. And so I had tasted a bit of that and I, and I kind of, I almost was already over it in this way, which was really, really weird. I, I was kind of in this space of, yeah, okay. Is that it? He's in his mid-twenties at this point, getting by in Hollywood. But that rush that he once felt on stage was no longer there. He'd moved out there at 19 and had never finished college. Being over it, he could have left to go find something else to do. But that's not what happens. Something that really hit me was I was thinking about the concept of fearing God and trying to replace the fear that I had for all these things in my life and point them in the direction of the unseen. So it's like, why should I be afraid of this audition? Or why should I be afraid of this director? Or why should I be afraid of this person that I know? These are just people. These are just things. These are just, they're so worldly. They're so just, they're, they're not worth all of this fear. The only thing that's really worth it is this relationship with God. Like that's really how um, I felt then yeah, then you start thinking like, well, what is the work? You know, what is the thing that you actually want to be doing? But I remember kind of, you know, I really had the question and I really had the desire to be like, man, I want to show this relationship I have with God in a way that feels real, that doesn't feel like I'm watching religious content, that doesn't feel like I'm watching something that is, you know, a VHS that the mosque would play. That's like, you know, like, like I want to really present the God relationship dynamic, um, the way that it feels like in my head where everything I do, I'm thinking about the right way to do it. Everything I do, I'm sitting in my doubt and I'm sitting in my guilt and I'm sitting in my aspiration. And then I remember probably like, must have been four months later, I, it was Ramadan. I'm doing stand-up at a bar for like 10 people. I think my set time was like 40 minutes before Maghrib. And I haven't even broken my fast yet. Whatever that day was, I just started talking about it. I'm fasting Ramadan, I'm doing this. And 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 then I was like, it was one of those shows where there's like crowd work because it's such a small crowd too. And I'm talking to someone it's like, oh man, your parents make you do that. And I was like, no, 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 my parents, this isn't about anyone making me do this. This is what I want to do. And I'm saying this on stage and I'm like, like I and I'm like, I believe in God. Like God, God, not not yoga. And 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 I say not yoga, and, and there's just this like pop. There's just like a laugh. I got in my mom's car and and I played back that part of the set as I was driving to go eat with my family and I, and I was like. And I was like, dude, I think I found a, a joke. Like, I think I found a way into talking about that. I, I, there was a part of me that thought I couldn't talk about this stuff, but then I was really just talking about my relationship with it, the tension that I felt because of 
how confused I am and, and, and how much of a struggle that is. And so um, it was like, it started with the question of how does this happen? And then pretty shortly after, like some material really followed the intention of that question. And then it just kind of burst open. The Rami we see today feels like the complete vision of something. He's still a young guy, but this is the maturation of a spiritual and artistic process that he's been on since 2015. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is making his network television debut. Please welcome Rami Youssef. By 2017, Rami figured out a way to put his relationship with God onto primetime television. Because I believe in God, like, like God, God, not yoga, but, and I know that's a weird thing to say. I get it. You know, religious culture can be crazy. I don't agree with all of it. I grew up in a town where I watched my gay friends struggle to come out to the religious community. And now I live in LA where I'm a religious person struggling to come out to the gay community <laughs> and tell them what I think. With the jokes, it felt like he was onto something. He was able to get some of the stuff that was inside of his heart and his mind, this unspoken relationship that he had with God, into a form that was starting to make sense. But then he really got inspired. So Rami had an idea for a show that was based on around his life and his experience growing up in Jersey. And he had been cooking it for a while. This is Azhar Asman, comedian and friend of the show. You might remember the episode we did with him about season one. And so he called me. I remember he called me really excited. He gets into a high, you know, into a creative state sometimes when he is inspired with an idea. And he was just riffing and telling me all about the characters and what would happen in the pilot. He begins to workshop the idea with some friends of his who were in comedy. The stuff he had written before were mostly observations that he had about himself. But with his friends, he was able to turn this into a full-on examination. This is what was really cool. They were asking me certain questions that my Muslim friends hadn't asked me. And I think because they kind of had the right level of outsider questions. It became this group task to genuinely understand these feelings that Rami had in his heart. They would grill him about it in a way that was like, well, what do you mean? Like, how guilty are you feeling? You're just walking around feeling guilty all the time? Like, what does that actually look like? It's why I love stand-up so much because, because I love people. You know, and, and you're in front of people and, and people inspire something out of you. You know, if, if I sat in my room for four weeks, I don't think I'm going to walk out with, hey, I wrote gold. If you and I are Muslim, we're like, yeah, man, like it's almost a given, right? So, so we might not even talk about a lot of the nuances because we're like, oh, you went through that too. And then the, the sentence almost stops. But if I'm talking to someone who's not Muslim, I have to be like, no, no, because it's like this and then it's like this and, and you have to over explain. But something about that over explanation it kind of solidifies something for myself that I didn't even know. I think about this all the time where like, you know, my black friends are like, yeah, there's the nod, you know, like you see another black person, you give them a nod, like they know what's up. Muslims, we, have, we all have our versions of that, but there's almost something in like a nod where you see someone who's just like you, you just give them a nod and you say less. When you're creating a character like this and, and the story, you're creating a caricature of yourself. And then the things that you chose to highlight are things that nobody wants to talk about. And for that to become like branded with you or to people to see you in that light. So I'm curious to know, like, what did that do for you when that kind of solidified into the world? Mm. 
it's twofold for me on one level it is what you said which is I'm being associated with these things and, and so that scares me right like that because I you know I grew up relatively the same way that everyone in our various cultural pods and Muslim pods where I'm not out of touch I'm not putting this out saying what's it what's the fuss about I get it you know I, I get it this is uh, I am often there's the part of me after making something before making it and then after kind of going I can't believe I did that so uh, this isn't this doesn't come from this place of uh, recklessness by any means so there's there's that one side of me uh, that probably is matched up with the audience but then the other side of me is why can't we talk about this stuff you know what, what are we really we're, we're that sensitive or we're that fragile that these realities have to be completely hidden from being talked about and and it and it steps into i think some you know islamic principle of stuff like hide your sin which i think about a lot and i really resonate with it on a personal level but i think the feeling that i have is if there is a place to discuss these things it's in art and it's in the realm of fiction and it is in a place where you know we can look at these things that are part of the human condition and they're very clearly here right no one here had the power to create any of these things these things exist we carry a burden upon ourselves when we don't talk about these messier aspects of the human condition and in pretending that they don't exist we end up dehumanizing ourselves rami's comedic language invites us to speak to our own fragile sensibilities it gives us a way to talk about what's hidden inside of ourselves and our community without revealing or reporting on actual events. In this way, the show works like a mirror. And when it comes to media, it's really hard for Muslims to not have our guards up and really kind of impossible for us to imagine what it's like to be our real, unfiltered, spiritual selves in public. But Rami Youssef has crafted a landscape where we can begin to be more honest about ourselves and with that honesty, find our humanity again. It's it's just amazing to me, like that you went out on such a limb. Um, there's a performance of religion uh, that sort of demands perfection or the pushing down of things that we don't want to see, and your show just comes at that. Have you always been disarmingly honest? For example, many years ago, I remember talking to a Muslim guy and telling him how I have a hard time waking up for Fajr and I often miss it. And he was like shocked that I would say that. <laughs> it's like, well, if I don't talk about it, then how am I going to work on it? And so I wonder, how did you learn to be honest or value honesty in art? How did you come to that? Mm. I, I don't think that I would really say that that was always my defining trait. It was almost like the thing that I was hiding for a really long time. This need and this want to express as honestly as, as I was feeling. And really my desire was to show the way that I thought about God, to show that relationship in the way that it really resonated in my head. And so much of that is rooted in guilt, but also this desire for closeness. And, and so that was really the goal that I wanted. And so as you're developing a show, it goes in so many different directions and so many People want different things for it. But the thing that I knew I really wanted to do was 
show that relationship in a way that it hadn't been shown before in a way that felt real to me like it could capture those lonely spaces where we're afraid to say i didn't wake up for pleasure on one end of the scale or where we're afraid to say i've really transgressed and if i don't talk about it in some way i'm just going to start feeling like there's no room for me here because that's what i started to kind of feel happening i started to i had this moment there's this moment in the pilot and i had this moment in myself where i realized man my whole life i've really wanted to be you know i so much of my life i was really saying okay i want to do this the right way i'm not going to have sex until i get married i'm not going to you know i i just want to do things the right way and somewhere along the way i broke those rules and then i really started to feel like the way the setup was around me that um I should leave. You know, that that was that was my thought. My thought is I should go. And that made me really sad because I didn't want to let go and I didn't want to go. And so the desire came around creating this space um about someone fighting for for what they believe and fighting for their soul, really. You know, I mean, I know it's a comedy um and 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 it has to be because this stuff is funny and it is funny to even frame it like this to me sometimes i feel you know uh ridiculous but it's also so real and that's that's basically the line that the show uh, straddles but um i so i i wouldn't define it by i'm a person who's been radically honest i'm a person who's been very torn and getting this opportunity really pushed out of me the desire to show that because i felt like that is the most valuable thing that i can offer the big game changer this season was when amir soleiman another friend of the show joined the team when production of season 2 was already underway he ended up building the entire arc of mahershala ali's character who plays rami's spiritual guide in season 2 sheikh ali malik you know i was like I'm going to do this because I think it's needs to be done and there's not like there's not another me that I feel with the knowledge of storytelling, the knowledge of pop culture, the knowledge and the actual practical knowledge of mudiship that I could put in my place to to fill this void. So I was like, "All right, I'm just going to do it." Amir Suleiman is considered by many to be one of the greatest living poets today. What's lesser known is that he's the muqaddam of a Sufi sheikh in Senegal. That basically means he's authorized by his sheikh to take students on his behalf. His job is to teach and to guide and to help the student walk through his underlying spiritual problems. Just like Amir is authorized to take on students, that's exactly what we see Sheikh Ali do in the first episode of the second season when Rami comes to him seeking help. All I ask is that you be honest. I'm not just listening to your words, I'm reading your heart. I feel like I have this hole inside of me. It's always been there just this this like emptiness and I'm always trying to fill it with something like sex and and porn and I've tried to fill it with god I I have wallahi but I I just I don't know how After this confession Sheikh Ali explains the spiritual path and warns him of a pitfall that many would be sufis and spiritual seekers fall into Again I know that feeling I was fortunate to find someone who who helped me reframe my desires, kill my ego. That's what I want. I I want you to be my teacher. I want to take the bay. I I want to kill my ego. I don't I know I'm not just another one of your desires. I don't want to have sex with you. 
I didn't think you did. Okay. But that would be easy as your teacher to hand me your pain, asking me to take it away, be the solution to your problems, relieving you of having to deal with yourself. Many people do this. You're reaching back into pieces of your life that seem to be full of deep emotional pain. I'm wondering, what was it like to relive those experiences in a fictional capacity, both writing it and acting it? Yeah, I mean, it was. it's definitely tapping into, again, that those lonely spaces that I think we all feel and, and trying to make it super specific. And, and I think that, you know, we talk about there's this line in season two where Rami's talking to Sheikh Ali and he says to him, I started watching porn because I wanted to be a better Muslim. I, I didn't want to have sex. And so instead I watched porn. And that was definitely emotional to play and to like, talk about because you know that's it's warped that's weird you know that 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 it would be a a replacement or a substitute for real feelings and thinking that that's more right is something that troubles me you know that that it's it says everything about the time we're in it says everything about the moments we're in it's uh it's super confusing, it's hectic, it creates something that I think um, follows people into their marriages and follows people and kind of haunts people um, for a long time if there's no clarity around discussing it. Yeah, tapping into something like that, talking about something like that, it, it's totally puts me in a place where I'm like, man, like I got some wires crossed at some point. And the emotion that almost takes me over is like gratitude that I'm able to even recognize the the issue you know because i think so many problems we have we don't even recognize them P- people sometimes have a trouble with the imperfect protagonist that somehow the show was like advocating for who and what rami was and how rami behaved but what the shape in this season does is it is it has a moral compass now has a moral north star uh a, a moral um criterion, a yardstick to measure Rami by. The rules are very important in our faith. Islam is like an orange. As an outer part and an inner part. If someone only got the rules and rituals, they might think Islam is tough and bitter, like the outside of an orange. But there's an inside, a juicy flesh, the divine intimacy, the spiritual experience. The rind, without the flesh, is bitter and useless. The flesh without the rind would quickly rot. The outer Sharia protects the inner spirituality. And the inner spirituality gives the outer Sharia its purpose and meaning. My teacher helped me understand that I needed both. And so the way the story treats Sheikh Ali, we know that he's real and he's good. And so now that we're showing Rami, even as a protagonist, as flawed, we get to see one, how flawed he is, and also that the show is not necessarily shying away from his flaws, but it's not, nor is it advocating 
indicating like this is how a person should be in the world, you know? Sometimes we understand what things are through their opposites. Through Sheikh Ali entering the story, Rami Hassan's flaws become very plain to see. It's a weird way creating the Rami character was really helpful because I had to look at my life like a writer and just be like, okay, well, let me put myself under the microscope and and then let me present myself in all that mess. And and then I started to really feel like, okay, I'm putting myself under the microscope and then, and then I, I started to think, oh, this will be really cool because I want these conversations to come up. I want this kind of self-examination to happen in our communities. Um, I, I've actually have this vehicle where I can create this character for everyone to examine. You know, this character is not built to be liked. This character is not built to be, uh, he's built to connect with. And I do think that he, he, there's a lot of points for people to connect with him and his desires, but yeah, he's built to be, um, to ask those questions again. Seeing Rami's flaws made so apparent with the yardstick of Sheikh Ali, it's clear that Rami Hassan's actions aren't supposed to be followed. They're meant to be understood. Doing so, we can start to understand, perhaps, those flaws in ourselves and begin asking the questions that we have that are closest to us. Yeah, that's a tricky tightrope on that one because I think it comes into how you want to interpret the show. And I think so much of this show is really based on, well, what are you looking for? Because if you're looking for an issue, you'll find a lot of them. If you're looking to say that the lens is misogynist, or if you're looking to say that the lens is spiritual, if you're looking to say that the lens, you know, whatever it is, you probably have the ingredients to kind of make your argument. You know, I don't want to offer a commercial for Islam because I'm not going to make the best one. That's one that will be made by people who are way more read and way better spoken than I am. I'm not going to offer a demonization, obviously. I'm not going to offer something either that feels like it was crowdsourced by the community and, you know, what they wanted to, to see highlighted. Because Vine and TikTok do that really well. You know, if you really want just a small relatable tidbit, the internet is amazing at that. So what can this show do? Um, so it became really clear to me that the, um, the experience of, of that you know, feeling torn uh, and that genuine striving towards faith was the most valuable thing that I could put up. What I'm hearing is that it's almost, I made this show because I didn't want to give up on Islam. Yeah, and I, look, I never, I never would. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like this thing where you could have a small suicidal thought, but you know in the back of your head, I'm not really going to, but you totally understand why someone else would go through with it because they're in so much pain. And it's the same thing with something like this. I was never going to leave this. This is too, it's in my heart too much. I never will, but I understand why people do, you know, and I understand why people, you know, are going to feel like, oh, well, I've done this thing and this thing. I could never talk about that with a Muslim partner. You know what? I'm not even going to have a Muslim partner. You know what? I'm not going to go to the mosque. You know what? And then it's just, it's a slippery slope where, you know, for me, my generation, I think a lot of us were, our parents were born in other countries and we're figuring out the format here. And so if, if we don't fight for this and figure it out in a certain way, we have no chance. 
But the only way we have a chance in my mind is if we talk openly about everything we're surrounded by. And I kind of found myself in this incubator where um, we were just recreating our parents' home countries or we were just, you know, creating um, a, a little dome um, of ideas where we don't want anything to permeate through it. And I think when you create that kind of pressure cooker, um, you, you know, you remove yourself from reality in a way that is a disservice to just how powerful the faith is. You know, I, I think this faith is so strong the idea that talking about certain things would uh, somehow dismantle what we have going on is in and of itself a lack of faith. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that you, you're also stretching your, your artistry in this one because you're allowing yourself to ask. It's not as, as autobiographical and it's more imaginative. Like you're, you're, not just reporting on your own spiritual autobiography, as we talked about, but rather it's like, okay, now this really is a character. And these things, what would happen? I haven't seen this myself, but what would happen? Is that is that right? Or have you seen those things or some things? Yeah, no, it's what would happen, what could happen. Um, what am I afraid of happening? You know, uh, what do I know it's potentially a possibility that you know there, there are these possibilities we know for ourselves that that we're pushing away and we're and we're actively feeling like we don't want them to take over. It's again bringing fears to the forefront, you know, um, not burying them, cracking them open, uh, and and this is not yeah, it's not an easy thing. This is not my instinct to do these things, you know. Rami uses a rather fresh and personal experience in the beginning of season two. When his character takes a bayah with a sheikh, the real Rami Yusuf took bayah with the person who's now a sheikh back in Cairo when they were filming the end of season one. Just a few weeks later in the writer's room, he wanted Rami Hassan to do the same, but actually to imagine what it would look like if you were to go about this spiritual path all wrong. And we're making this character and I take a little bit of a deviation where it's more like, what would it look like if it's really just coming from the head, not from the heart, you know, and, and the head is so convincing because it makes you think it's from the heart. And what would that look like? And, and we all fall in traps like that. You know, that, that that's, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't fall in a trap like that, even the most sincere that I know, but really what would it look like if someone was deep in that hole, you know, and that's, that was exciting to craft because it helps expose that vein more clearly. And so, yeah, we just went for it. <laughs> Rami Yusuf is committed to the idea of the imperfect protagonist, drawing from his own life in order to build Rami Hassan's world. And although he exposes his shortcomings through the process, by shedding light on those flaws, he allows us to see them in ourselves may be manifested in different ways. The weight, guilt, and pain that comes with just being human is made lighter when we see that the pain and guilt isn't exceptional, but something that many of us battle and grapple with. So it's really hard to change if you're trying to bury what you're doing and you're not actually cracking it open. And you have to crack it open without judgment is really what I found. It's like you have to look at your actions and 
you need to simultaneously know that you don't want them to continue to be your actions, but you also need to be able to look at them from like an impartial place. You need to be able to just like be able to step back and actually remove emotion and just be like, okay, well, why am I doing this? Like, let me just have like a calm conversation with myself and like understand why am I doing this and how do I like understand so I can grow from it? Because if I'm attaching only the pain of not wanting to do what I'm doing, I never really give myself the opportunity to process and, and step beyond it because I'm just torturing myself. Rami Youssef wants us to get closer to our questions. In the past four weeks making this podcast, I've certainly gotten closer to mine. The scenarios that Rami's character is made to get into show us the ambiguity of actions. He's often doing something outwardly haram, but we see his good intentions in it. Or he's doing something virtuous, but we can tell that there's something missing. It's not meant to be spelled out. His life is not that simple. This episode of American Submitter was written by myself, Imran Alimelik, and Zahar Park, with editing by Farouk Chaudhry and Adam Lutfi, artwork by Masood Tahir, music by Adam Lutfi. Thank you to Rami Youssef and the IDPR team for arranging the interviews, and for all of the patrons that support this podcast. We're an independent production, and we're relatively new and small, so every little bit helps. Join us at patreon.com slash submitter.